Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan and this is Storytelling Secrets. Welcome back to another episode of Storytelling Secrets, episode number 46. And I'm here with my friend Sandeep Malia. Now, I reckon it's kind of funny because we both published each other's episode as number 46 on each other's podcast. Um, but my special guest today, Sandeep, I haven't had anyone come on talking about storytelling inside of affiliate marketing. And um, it's a really interesting topic, but a little bit about Sandeep first. So mainly he is a an entrepreneur. He has his own digital marketing agency called Startup Cafe Digital. And just by the name, he helps startups um, with a full spectrum of digital marketing from um, social media marketing, content marketing, SEO, email marketing, analytics, all that good stuff. But one of the, one of the really cool things that uh, that attracted me to Sandeep um, on his podcast is his is his blog, and um, his blog is a really good example of how you can use content and stories to um, drive traffic to, and better yet, create affiliate commissions off it, and generate those commissions in a ethical way, which is part of what we talk about today, um, which is I brought him onto the podcast as well, that, you know, I see too many people pushing affiliate products for a product they don't even use or a product they've never owned before. And um, you can obviously tell in their, in whatever they're trying to sell and pushing to a link that just doesn't work. Um, so, Sandeep has been able to generate over $10,000 per month just in affiliate commissions as a side hustle on top of his um, his agency as well. So he clearly knows what he's doing. I even looked him out on um, looked him up on Uber Suggest, which is a, a, a research tool which we go into today. Um, and he's getting over ten and a half thousand visits a month um, to his site, and he's not running any paid ads to it. So clearly he's doing something right. I want to. This is a very action packed noteworthy uh, podcast is going to be a whole bunch of stuff um, from how he got into it, um, worst worst mistakes people are making right now, um, how to actually use storytelling to advantage, what are the most appropriate times to ask for an, uh, to use an affiliate link. Um, we also go into a bunch of other stuff um, into the tools and all that sort of good stuff. So I hope you enjoy my podcast conversation today with Sandeep and you can also find as a little note, um, Sandeep has his own podcast called The Marketing Mantra. So I'm going to leave all his details in the the description below and he's also got um, 
a link building ebook as a little freebie to give away. So I'm going to leave all his details. If you want to go check him out, he, he's on the on the ball when it comes to search traffic, SEO, um, and affiliate marketing. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Sandeep. Um, but otherwise, I'm just going to get started and say, you know, thank you for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. Um, really excited to have you here as my affiliate marketing expert. Um, so I, want, I was running first, so if you could tell my audience a little bit about your background, Sandeep, and how you got to where you are right now with 99signals. Right. Thank you so much for having me, Jules. Really excited to uh, talk about affiliate marketing today. So uh, a little bit about uh, me, I have my own digital marketing agency in Bangalore, India, and uh, I have been in this business for over five years now. And, uh, you know, uh, the idea behind uh, 99signals, which is my marketing blog, was that I wanted to document all the strategies and tools that were working for me at my agency. So at my agency, what I do is I, uh, it's called Startup Cafe Digital. And as the name suggests, I mostly cater to early stage and growth stage startups. So I wanted to talk about the different tools and the different strategies that I was using, not just for my own website, but for my clients' websites as well. And uh, wanted to have a marketing blog, which had, which documented all this. So slowly, you know, uh, uh, over the years, uh, I uh, tried affiliate marketing. You know, I first started doing affiliate marketing in 2016, and uh, it's been uh, close to four years now. And uh, this is this is a side hustle project for me. 99 Signals is more like a side project, which uh, fetches me close to ten thousand dollars each month. So um, there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity for you to uh, make good money in affiliate marketing, and I would like to you know, explore this further, uh, on your podcast. Okay. That sounds really exciting. Um, oh man, like how do you even manage your, t- how do you manage your time to do build an agency? <laughs> and I looked at your website as well and it's pretty sleek, very detailed and there's a lot of engagement in there as well. Um, yeah. so yeah, maybe we'll have to chat about that a bit more. Um, but really interested to hear the, the nitty gritty of, 99 signals the strategy behind how you use it for affiliate marketing but i really love my audience uh, if you could tell my audience maybe a bit of a, an overview of how you think affiliate marketing works and what the sort of best practices are i guess and uh maybe we can get into some of the biggest mistakes people are making when they get started yeah sure so let me start with what um, affiliate marketing is you know it's um uh, to put it in simple terms, it's a, it's a form of marketing where you earn a commission by promoting another company's product. So what you do is you find a product in your preferred niche, uh, you promote it to your audience, you can promote it on your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, or even social media profiles. You'll see a lot of Instagram influencers doing this, right? Uh, and you earn a piece of the profit that comes from each sale that you make. So uh, to give you an example, let's, uh, uh, let's say you speak about a product on your Storytelling Secrets podcast and uh, you inform your audience to click on the link in your episode description for more information. And then when they click on the link and they buy the product, you get a commission from the sale that you've made. So that's how it works uh, in the context of a podcast. Uh, the biggest advantage I would say of affiliate marketing is you don't have to create your own products. So that saves you a lot of exactly. time. Uh, someone else has already done that for you. Someone has done the hard work. All you need to do is you need to start promoting the products 
and um, you start making money as soon as you start generating sales from your blog your podcast or your youtube channel and uh, i i feel that's the biggest advantage that you have yep totally and uh, yep sorry continue no you also asked me about the mistakes that uh, a lot of affiliate marketers make right so yeah yeah um i i what i think i just like a little add a little thing is because um you know sometimes i see in the industry people will create reviews for a product to put in their blog for a product they haven't even used and then exactly. they'll, they'll be trying to sell a product they have no idea what it's actually like as a personal experience um and that's something that just my personal belief, but I'm not sure if that's what's, uh, you know, a mistake that people are making, but very curious to hear what, um, what you're seeing as well. Oh yeah. So that's, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Uh, there are two mistakes that I would like to talk about. The, the, the mistake that you just mentioned is probably the second mistake that the second biggest mistake that people make. Mm-hmm. The first biggest mistake is, uh, in my opinion, uh, is that people start uh, thinking they can earn money from affiliate marketing even before building a brand or growing an audience, right? So uh, to put it in simple terms, affiliate marketing is not a you know get-rich-quick scheme, uh, right? It will not give you instant results. If It will not give you results if you don't have uh, an audience. Um, and uh, you, you can't start a blog or a po- podcast and start promoting products right off the bat. You need to build trust. You need to have an audience. And, uh, you know, you need to have a few visitors on your site or a few listeners on your podcast before you even start promoting the product. Because trust is pretty important, right? You need yeah, trust exactly. when, you're, when you're promoting a product. And, uh, you know, when you're recommending a specific product or a service, people need to trust you. And only when that trust uh, has been established, you can start, uh, you know, promoting certain products. Now, your audience may find this a bit intimidating, thinking that they need to have half a million visitors in order to get started with affiliate marketing. No, no, it, it can be a pretty small but engaged audience. Uh, if you're getting a consistent traffic of, say, 5,000 visitors a month, or you've started ranking on page one of Google for uh, some important keywords in your niche, then you're doing a fairly good job and you can start promoting affiliate products while simultaneously growing your blog. Yep. Um, so that's what I recommend. I recommend that uh, you, you take the time to build your brand, grow an audience. And once you have established trust uh, in your area of expertise, that's when you can start recommend, rec- recommending products. So that's mistake number one, relying on affiliate marketing before building a brand or growing an audience. Yep. Now, coming, so now talking about mistake two, the, the thing that you mentioned, uh, not getting to know the product before promoting it to your audience. And uh, this is where you can really lose uh, your trust with the audience. I'll, I'll give my own example. Uh, in parallel uh, to the marketing blog, which I started in 2015, I also started a wellness blog. Uh, uh, Soulful Aroge is still online. Now, I don't update it as much as uh, I update my marketing blog. But uh, so what happened here is I started getting decent traffic to the site. I was getting 10,000, 15,000 visitors a month. Uh, to my site and I was getting decent AdSense revenue. And this is when I thought, okay, let me uh, start uh, affiliate marketing because I had heard so much about affiliate marketing. I had, uh, uh, I had, uh, you know, I, I used to listen to the SPI podcast, uh, Pat Flynn's podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I always imagine that if you can do something in affiliate marketing, then you can earn decent passive income each month. So, so I thought, okay, instead of running AdSense ads, um, you know, let me try affiliate marketing and see how it goes. 
So I joined a lot of uh, affiliate programs and um, I started promoting all these health supplements, uh, weight loss diet plans and all these sort of things, anything that, that had to do with health and wellness. And, and I didn't spend any portion of my try, time trying to understand what was being sold. So uh, I ran Facebook ads, I ran Twitter ads. And in the end, I got zero sales, I got zero conversions, because it was also inorganic, my audience could see what I was doing was not genuine, right? So all these health supplements that I was promoting, uh, all these wellness programs, uh, I myself had not taken any of these wellness programs, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it, it was quite evident what I was doing, what I was promoting was, you know, just not genuine. So when I started my marketing blog, when I started gaining traction for my marketing blog, I made sure that uh, I joined only a handful of affiliate programs. Uh, what I did was I started promoting the products that I trusted and loved. And I had experience using these products at my marketing agency. It was not like mm -hmm. a wellness program that I had, uh, you know, not taken. Uh, so I had experience using the products and I started recommending those products uh, to my audience. And that's when, you know, people, uh, that's when I was able to establish that trust. And uh, that's, that's when I saw uh, convergence happening. I saw, uh, I, I started getting recognition. Uh, I was uh, reached out to, uh, I, I was uh, made an affiliate partner by SEM Rush. SEM Rush is one of the first tools that I started promoting on my blog. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, so there was a relationship built with all my affiliate partners as well. And that's when things started moving. So in the end, you have to be authentic about the products you're promoting. Otherwise, people will see right through your game. And uh, as Seth Gordon says, uh, if you're not authentic, you'll get the benefit of just one sale, uh, not a hundred. So that's pretty important. You need to be authentic. And like you said, uh, when, when someone promotes a product or service that they haven't used, it's quite evident in their writing. It's quite evident in their speech as well. Yeah, 100%. I'm so with you. And it's really interesting because those two points sort of intertwine with each other really, really well. Um, obviously you need to be able to show up consistently posting regularly, um, giving value to your audience first before making an ask. That's something a lot, I think what Gary V says, jab, 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 right hook. But oh, yeah. also, but also, like you said, it, it doesn't make sense if, you know, you can't actually see maybe a result that you've, you've had with, with that product or you using it or using maybe a case study that you've, you've got for a client or you've got for yourself and you, you can visibly see that win. Um, I just think that's so important and it makes zero sense to promote something that you have not used. And um, so I'm, I'm really behind with what you're saying and it makes total, total sense. Um, and that leads me to my next point, And that is say the promotional part and we're on the storytelling secrets podcast. So what's sort of the importance that goes, how important is storytelling when it comes to affiliate marketing? I've seen so many bad, you know, here's a reason why you should buy this. Here's a link. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Um, so I was wondering if you could, uh, you could, you know, enlighten my audience on the importance of storytelling with affiliate marketing. Yeah, sure. So subtlety is pretty important when it comes to affiliate marketing, right? It's a, it's a very, uh, personal sort of a thing that you're doing. It's, it shouldn't be impersonal. And the only way to make a personal connection with your audience, the only way to resonate with your audience is through storytelling. 
right so you may be the most informed person on one uh, you may be the most informed person on earth when it comes to promoting the product that you are uh, 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 when it comes to the product that you're promoting on your blog you may even know more about it than the ceo of the company but if you're not able to package that information into a story that your readers can relate to then you are going to struggle with uh, uh, email, uh, you are going to struggle with affiliate marketing. So I'll give you my own example uh, once again. Sure. So uh, one of the first posts uh, that I published on my blog was basically my experience with an SEO tool. And uh, at the time, at my agency, I was using two tools. Uh, I was using SEM Rush and I was using Moz. And I had not joined the SEM Rush affiliate program, but I was a big fan of this specific tool. So I wanted to share my experience. So it all started with I started talking about the challenge that I was facing uh, when it came to catering to my clients. Uh, you know, the, all the tools out there were quite expensive and even the tools that you invested in um, were not giving you good results. So I packaged it into a story. It was not like, uh, you know, it was just a, a post which, uh, which was more of a personal experience for me. And it resonated so well with my audience that this post, even five after, even after five years of being published, it's still generating decent convergence for me. It's generating sales for me. And you know, you, you can't be too factual. You have to package your, uh, you know, the blog post or your podcast into something that makes sense to your audience, right? So uh, yeah. uh, what I've seen is when you uh, when you start with the story you always have that instant connection with your audience. And we were just talking about it on my podcast, right? So when, mm -hmm. uh, when uh, I was just le recently listening to Donald Miller on uh, Pat Flynn's podcast, and uh, he was also talking about the importance of storytelling. It's like 30% of the time, uh, you know, people are daydreaming, right? And one way to stop them in their tracks, one way to stop the daydreaming is by starting your uh, article or your a podcast with a story and that's how you resonate with your audience so it's incredibly important it's uh, because you know in this day and age when the attention span is so low one way to capture your audience uh, uh, audience's attention is by telling a story so yeah i hope i've answered your question there Yes, you have. And um, it's, it's a real sort of pillar that I have on my podcast as well is to always open with the story. Um, and then, then you can make a, a strategic bridge to whatever you're talking about. And um, I think what you're saying right there, even with the blog post, keeping with the end of mind, you know, maybe you are wanting to promote a product, but, you know, using your own personal experience and opening up with Maybe, you know, some struggles that you had at the beginning um, and then yeah. how this tool was able to come along, save the day and you got a clear result for you. And um, that's, yeah. what's, that's what's going to really connect with your audience rather than just telling how great it is. Right. You, you always need to step into your, um, or, you know, your the shoes of your target audience. And one way to do that is by uh, sharing your own story. And that's when people know, okay. Uh, especially when it comes to affiliate marketing, you have to be genuine. We were talking about authenticity, right? And the only way to be authentic is to share your experience. That's when people know, okay, this guy has actually used the product that he's promoting. He knows what he's talking about. And that's when people will actually click on the link and be interested in uh, whatever it is that you're promoting. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. And um, just a bit of a side note here, because um, I, I've noticed sometimes when I read blogs, you know, it'll be, you'll read it and it'll be littered with lots of 
um, affiliate links everywhere, all over it. Um, but yeah. when you write your blogs, for instance, um, are you sort of just, you know, building up towards that one, that one product you're hoping to, for them to click or are you having those little sort of, um, you know, a product here, product here, but you're still telling a story along the way? So uh, you you tend to sprinkle the links um, uh, everywhere, but I get your point. There are uh, uh, a few blog posts on the internet which have a lot of links and Google is anyway uh, penalizing these posts. You can't have too many affiliate links in a post, right? And links have to make sense in the end. If it's if you're inserting too many links, then you know Google knows what you're up to and yep. you'll not be ranking uh, um, on, in search engine result pages. So that's pretty important. There are people who are doing it, and uh, uh, these people uh, they don't tend to rely much on organic search when it comes to uh, you know getting their affiliate income. They they run ads, they run Google ads, they run Facebook ads. So uh, I'm I'm of a belief. Uh, uh, I'm from the SEO school of thought. For me, uh, organic traffic is much more important, much more crucial than getting social media traffic because I feel social media traffic is very short term. It's not as engaged as the organic search traffic because when when someone clicks on your website from Google, they are actually searching for a product, right? Search they are actually intent. searching. Yeah, yeah they, they have an intent. There, there is search intent, and uh, uh, keeping that intent in mind, you know, you already have a person who's interested in the product. Uh, to give you an example, um, uh, I'm one of the top affiliate partners for SEM Rush, which is a very popular SEO tool. Now you'll find loads of SEM Rush articles on my blog. Um, almost all these articles are uh, informative articles or comparison articles or reviews. Yeah. So when someone gives a search on SEM Rush or when someone gives a search on say SEM Rush versus Moz, which are the two two most popular tools uh, uh, in the SEO industry, uh, there's already an intent. A person who's giving a search on SEM Rush versus Moz, that person is already interested in buying either one of these products, and they come to my particular article where I have explained uh, uh, the different features that these products have and uh, also weighed in my, uh, you know, opinion on these products, then, you know, there is that search intent. So I always value the search traffic more than social media traffic. But coming back to your point, yes, yeah. I mean, if you insert too many links, you may be tempted to insert too many links and thinking that, you know, the more links you have it, the better it is for your post. But in the end, it's not going to fetch your results. Okay. Yeah. This is all really cool stuff. Um, and I, I love how you say you're really catering for a search based intent audience rather than a social media. And in that, re and because of that, you know, you're not flooding your, your blogs with a crap ton of, of, of um, affiliate product links. Cause you know what Google is trying to create, a, a, what user experience they're trying to create. And, uh, you're really taking advantage of that. Seems like we can go on a whole different podcast on, um, SEO, but we'll, we'll try to right. keep it for affiliate marketing, um, just for today, but I, I'm really, sure, really interested sure. in, um, SEO. Um, so just shifting gears a bit. So how would actually someone stand out, in and succeed with their affiliate marketing. You know, I, I was introduced last year by Steve Larson by, you know, including a lot more bonuses that, um, you know, problems that the actual product, it, so when you bought the product, there was a few more problems that you would have with it, for instance, and those bonuses would complement that. But um, I would really be interested to hear your opinion as well on, you know, how you would actually succeed and stand out. Yeah. So, um, so my take is completely different. Whatever Larson said was right. I mean, you need to have a lot of bonus information, uh, bonus content on your blog to engage your audience. But 
uh, I would like people to start doing the basics. Now, uh, by basics, I mean, you know, publishing long form content, right? If you have long form articles on your blog, now long form articles are articles with more than 3000 words. So um, you'll be surprised to know that uh, the average, uh, you know, the average content length for a search result on Google is at least 2000 words, right? So 500 word articles are just not going to make the cut. You're not going to rank well on Google. So that's why I recommend publishing an, an in-depth article. So when you're covering your product, when you're doing a review, you know, you need to package in as much information as possible. You need to weave in storytelling like we spoke about. Uh, but at the same time, you need to uh, get your facts right. You need to be as informative as possible. And you need to do a lot of competition research. So, uh, you know, you need to see the kind of articles that already exist on the internet. And those articles uh, are ranking on Google because they have done a fairly good job. They, th these articles know the search intent behind uh, whatever queries they, that they're targeting. So if you create content that is better than your audience, when you create long form articles, when you publish uh, an in-depth article, uh, that's when you start making a difference, right? And that's when you really stand out. And that's what I would like people to start doing because I see a lot of affiliate marketers joining and they create a handful of articles on their blog. All of these articles are, it's quite evident that they're affiliate articles and it's not going to make any impact. So you need to be as in-depth as possible. Uh, uh, you know, there, there needs to be, you need to go really granular when it comes to the product that you're promoting. You need to know everything about the product. Uh, and once you know everything about the product, you need to package that information you have into blog posts or podcast episodes or videos. And, um, you know, just go all in with your content. Just, just publish in-depth articles or do a... Uh, a video walkthrough or a review and that's when you really stand out because you know there are a lot of affiliate marketing uh, there are a lot of affiliate marketers there who promote 10 to 15 products at once that's not going to work i would recommend when you're starting out with affiliate marketing just start with mm -hmm. two or three products and be the spokesperson for these products when you're promoting these two or three products on your blog uh, just make sure you know everything about these products and um, then start writing about them and that knowledge that you have, once you can package it into a form of uh, a blog post, which has storytelling elements, that's when you make a connection with your audience. Okay. Uh, this is really interesting. And um, so just to summarize for my audience, so Sandeep was saying you want to do a lot of com competition research, especially on other articles that are doing well, that are um, ranking for those search key terms. And you want to really write everything at a granular knowledge level. Um, but what I'm actually curious about is, um, oh geez, I might have to edit this out. <laughs> I just had a brain lapse. <laughs> um, um, okay. So when you, are these mainly just review articles or are, are these long form content? Um, are they just like, uh, what sort of style are these long form pieces of content? So the, the content type can be different. You can have review articles, you can have comparison articles, you can have how to articles. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of how to articles that do well. So when it comes to affiliate marketing, uh, how to use a particular product, right? So, um, you know, uh, there are also yeah. a lot of walkthroughs that happen. Um, you're talking about podcasting. There are a lot of podcasting channels on YouTube, uh, which talk about podcast tools. They talk about different podcast mics. They talk yeah. about different podcast software. So yes. in all of them, you'll see a lot of uh, comparison. They'll compare one mic with the other. They'll compare one specific uh, uh, editing tool with the other. 
So uh, there are different forms of content that uh, you can do. And uh, I was about to talk about a tool uh, uh, in, um, um, you know, I was going to recommend a few tools to your uh, listeners. One of the tools is uh, Bussumo, uh, B-U-Z-Z-S-U-M-O. And so you can use uh, you can use it for free uh, you can sign up for a trial or they have a free access uh, which you can use for limited searches but on this particular tool you give a specific search you uh, give a search and you get to see the kind of articles that are trending for this particular topic and you can see uh, you can also see the uh, social sh- shares for these articles you'll not only see articles that are popular on google you'll also see articles that got the maximum number of shares on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. So, you know, you'll have a fair idea as to what type of content to create by using a tool like Buzzsumo. Because then you know what people want, what what kind of articles people are searching for and what kind of articles are really doing well on the internet. Okay. Um, I have a quick question about Buzzsumo because... I've been using Ubersuggest by Neil Patel, which is very, very powerful. Is that, mm-hmm. um, is, is Buzzsumo, does it offer a different advantages than um, Ubersuggest? In case that my audience doesn't really know, Ubersuggest is a really powerful tool where you can type in a keyword and it shows up how many search terms, who's ranking for it, yeah. um, and the top articles. Um, but yeah, yeah, what sort of advantages would Buzzsumo provide over Ubersuggest? Uh, Basumo has a lot more intricacy. There's a lot more advanced features. So it's more of a content marketing tool. Uh, Uber suggest, if I'm not mistaken, is a free tool by Neil Patel. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's right. So it'll, so I've not really used Uber suggest. I've used some of his other products. Uh, The only problem I have uh, with Neil Patel is he tends to get too promotional. Uh, There are a lot of ads. You'll see a lot of indirect sort of, uh, you know, promotional things that are happening. But anyway, that's a different topic for a different (laughs) podcast episode. But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, with Buzzsumo, there are a lot of other SEO features attached. So it's more of a, so you get to see the number of shares uh, on each particular network. You You get to see what's trending on Reddit. You get to see what's trending on on Twitter, you get to see what's trending even on uh, uh, a niche social network. At the same time, you also get to see the kind of uh, content uh, that is doing well on Google. You will see the kind of content that gets the most number of links. So it's more of a content marketing uh, powerhouse. I'm not used Uber Suggest. Uber Suggest may have all these features that I'm not aware of. Uber Suggest is, in my opinion, it's more like uh, a tool like Google Alert. Right or uh, Google also has auto suggestions. When you go to Google and you mm-hmm. type a particular search query, you get auto suggestions. You get uh, related searches at the bottom. So I feel Uber suggest basically, uh, you know, it's a smarter version of uh, you know the Google auto suggest. So that's what I've used it. I used it a long time ago. So I'm not sure yeah. if he has added any new features. But yeah, that's what I feel. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And um, it makes a lot more sense how Neil is trying to position his tool as a one-all be-all. But um, it makes, for what you just said, yeah. uh, Buzzsumo does provide, you know, that trending what's going on right now, which is a lot yeah. more important. It's quite an um, expensive tool. So I would I would recommend about that your listeners just try the free tool once. And if they like it, only then go with the investment because it's $99 a month, right? So if you are just starting with affiliate marketing, probably not, uh, uh, you know, good to, you know, start investing in a product that costs 
hundred dollars a month. So yeah, exactly. Just go with the free. Yeah, just go with the free tool. And if you like it, um, uh, if you are happy with the results that you're getting, then you can probably um, invest more. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, and I just, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit before how you were mentioning inside of, you know, your how to's or your story reviews or whatnot. Um, and you do a very granular process of what to expect inside of the product. Do you also bring up, you know, if you were to put yourself in their shoes, do you bring up objections that they might have and then solve them inside of your blog post? Uh, objections in terms of the products uh, that they're using. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. And by objections, I just mean like, maybe it's just like a question um, about the product and, you know, maybe they're not sure about it because of this specific feature. Um, and then you bring that up and then you solve it for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, it's very important that you talk about uh, um, all the good features and features that are lacking as well. Right. And certain tools that you're promoting you need to highlight that. And I do that in my reviews. So whenever I do a comparison, I'm just going to give you an example of the comparison that, so you'll find a lot of comparisons on my blog. You'll see Mm -hmm. comparisons between MailChimp and ConvertKit. Yeah. You'll see a lot of comparisons. So in the end, you need to talk about the good features and also the bad features, the the bad features, the pros and cons. And uh, that's when, that's one way to establish or build on that authenticity, right? Because they know that you know, you're not doing it. You, you're just not highlighting the good part. You're yep. also highlighting the bad part. And, you know, no product is perfect out there. Uh, you know, the, all the products that I love, you know, they lack certain features. But in the end, you know, they are much better than some of the other tools uh, that are currently on the market for the same uh, functionality. So it's super important to highlight the features that are lacking. And uh, when you do that, then, you know, there are, there are times when, um, you know, the, the companies that you're promoting, the products that you're promoting, they add in these features, looking at your review, uh, because they'll know that this is the feedback that is going on, right? This is the feedback when it comes to a certain product and make the changes. And once the changes have been made, it's important to revisit your blog post and then add a caveat saying that, okay, this, this feature has been added. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's actually the thing I've really noticed as well. Um, because it's, it's a really cool, you know, as you probably know, novelty and new is a very attractive trait. And I noticed on your website, you've got, um, recently updated articles and, um, it it just, it just, it's a hidden genius behind it. I like it because if you've got something that's been converting in the past and like you said, you've just, maybe they've had to update some features, and then you say, oh, look, this is an updated review on something else. And you just, you know, you're driving more traffic to it. Hopefully yeah. more conversions um, yeah. just from just saying it's like an updated article. Really, really cool. I, I like that. Yeah. Incidentally, I'm working on a case study, which will soon be live on my site. So I recently updated one of my articles and I got a 146% traffic boost just by updating uh, this article. So I'll be publishing a case study pretty soon on that. Mm-hmm. This particular article, uh, it was ranking at number five for the keywords that I was targeting. And this is not an affiliate article. It's, it's more of an article to do with entrepreneurship. So that article was ranking at number five for all the important keywords. Now it ranks at number one. So just by updating the article with new information, adding new visuals, I was able to boost the traffic by 146% in just 30 days. So Crazy. Uh, yeah, Crazy. It's, it's really, it's really, really impo- important to revisit some of your articles, update them from time to time. 
yeah it's a it's a it's a secret that is well hidden in the seo community so a lot of people don't mention it you'll see very few uh, uh, articles on uh, the updation that happens and there's a process it's a step by step process as to how to do it right so i'm going to explore this further uh, in a new case study that i'm publishing on my blog but it's like you said it's super important yep it's um it's it's really important and i i really got this inspiration to try and talk to an seo expert after reading traffic secrets from russell brunson because everyone talks about how right. sexy facebook ads and youtube ads or um what's the fresh new platform tiktok um <laughs> but but at yeah. the end of the day um i really liked coming having you on here t- telling about the power of storytelling and affiliate marketing is one you're in control of the traffic two you can't get shut down as easily as those other platforms um and right. and uh three you, you, it's like they're coming to you specifically on your site that's like a major trust and bonding factor there so these are all really really huge factors i find um for building a loyal We've mentioned BuzzSumo a little bit on Ubersuggest, even though you said um, BuzzSumo is probably one of your favorite. So what are some other um, of your favorite affiliate marketing tools out there that uh, my audience can really benefit from? Yeah. Uh, if I were to just talk about an affiliate marketing tool, then it would be uh, a tool called Thirsty Affiliates, which is a free WordPress plugin. Um, they have a premium version as well uh, for more advanced features, but Thirsty Affiliates is a product that makes your ugly affiliate links look better. So when you join a particular affiliate program, uh, you know, I don't know how much experience you have, Jules, uh, in terms of uh, promoting affiliate products. Yeah. So the affiliate links are like super ugly, right? You get these links which are like lengthy, long, more than 100 characters. And the the moment you, uh, you know, see these links, you know there's something wrong. I mean, if if you see an affiliate link in an article which has not been condensed, then you know that, okay, it's, it looks super sleazy. And for, to make that problem disappear, I would recommend using thirsty uh, affiliates. Uh, yep. uh, so this is a tool which will transform your affiliate links into something that is more acceptable. Right? For example, if I'm promoting SEMrush on my blog, um, the, the link looks like 99signals.com slash go slash SEMrush. It's as simple as that. And you have limited number of characters. They just look better. They just look better. And it's a free tool that you can start using right away. For any affiliate tool, you can convert that affiliate link into uh, you know, a link that looks more acceptable. On the other hand, you also get statistics in terms of the links that you're creating. So if you... Uh, so if you start using links with affiliate uh, thirsty affiliates, you get to see the number of clicks that have happened, the number yep. of, uh, uh, you can, there are even ways to track conversions, but that's more advanced, but right off the bat, you'll get to see the number of clicks that each link has driven. And that's so important when you're starting with affiliate marketing, that's more of a validation. When you see people clicking on your links, that means you're doing a fairly good job. And then you yep. see the conversions happening on the affiliate dashboard. That's when you know that it's really working. So that's the first tool, uh, Thirsty Affiliates. The second tool that I would like to recommend is Optin Monster. Optin Monster is um, a tool which helps you collect email addresses on your uh, website. And uh, another thing that we haven't broached on this podcast is the importance of having your own email list. So that's a guaranteed way to have uh, you know, an audience and you do Free this traffic. quite well, Jules, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen your emails and uh, they hook you right away. So, uh, yeah. So 
I can't stress the importance of having an email list because in the end, you can't rely on Google all the time. Sometimes you may be ranking at number one for certain keywords, but you lose those rankings because of uh, algorithm updates or for many reasons. You may have better competition. You may have stiff competition in your industry. So that's why it's so important to have an email list. It's so important to have your own uh, audience which uh, revisits your uh, uh, articles from time to time. So for yep. building that list, I would recommend Optin Monster. Uh, you can place different widgets on your uh, uh, site. You can have exit intent pop-ups. You can have uh, slide-ins. You can have uh, smart bars. You can create all this. And basically, you can. it's a very subtle way to increase your... Uh, it's a very subtle way to add more emails to your list. And uh, there are a lot of uh, email uh, opt-ins out there, a lot of uh, products, uh, products like Sumo, GetSite Control, but I've used all of them. And for me, I think Optin Monster is really, really, uh, you know, miles ahead uh, in terms of the number of features and the options that they provide. Incidentally, uh, uh, Neil Patel also has something called Hello Bar. So, yep. uh, yeah. Bar. <laughs> yeah right so uh, you can you can uh, it's a decent product um, you know so you can start using that as well in terms of uh, pricing i think they're more or less similarly priced but uh, i feel optin monster is certainly much better and the third tool is obviously the one that we spoke about which is buzzsumo okay great okay so just to recap we've got thirsty affiliates to make your links look good optin monster to build your list and if you're not building a list uh, i would start doing that asap before facebook yep. slap or any other social media slap happens you lose that traction that's why i really liked you having on this podcast talking about having your own site traffic really really cool and the last one obviously yep. is buzz sumo so really cool tools and I was hoping you could answer my last question for me, Sandeep. And that is, you know, some people just want to, they don't want to fully invest in maybe starting a blog, getting into affiliate marketing um, and dropping everything else that they're doing right now. So what are some books you might recommend um, to whet their appetite a little bit? Yeah. So uh, um, again, uh, keeping, uh, keeping in mind that we are talking about affiliate marketing. Yes. So the three books, uh, I would like to recommend three books. The first one is uh, Side Hustle by Chris Kalibu. Uh, Side Hustle is basically, uh, so he provides a 27 day framework in which uh, uh, you can start a side hustle, right? So it's a pretty good book. Uh, it's uh, meant for people who already have a day job who are working and they would like to, you know, start their own side hustle project and mm -hmm. affiliate marketing can be your side project or it can be uh, something else. It can be a novel that you're working on. It can be uh, a course that you would like to create, or it can quite simply be uh, uh, something that is really, uh, uh, that you're really passionate about. So side hustle is the first book that I would recommend. Mm -hmm. Second book, uh, and we spoke about it briefly on my podcast is made to stick by uh, uh, Chip and Dan Heath. And as the title suggests, it's basically, it teaches you how to make your ideas sticky. And uh, it's so important to, you know, uh, make your ideas resonate with your audience, right? And uh, Jules, you may already know this, there's something called curse of knowledge, right? So curse of knowledge is when you know so much about a particular product, and you're approaching that subject with all the knowledge in your mind, and you fail to understand that the person who's listening to you or the person who's reading your article doesn't have the knowledge that you have. So it's really important mm. to have that beginner's mind when you yeah. write an article or when you do a podcast episode. And there's a quote that is attributed to Einstein. I'm not sure if he really said this, but unless you can explain a particular topic 
like you're talking to a six year old, then you don't understand it yourself. So simplicity is the key made. Uh, so uh, made to stick is a book that provides you a framework as to how to make your idea sticky and beat that curse of knowledge. And the third book I would recommend is All Marketers Are Liars by Seth Gordon. Um, mm-hmm. um, I would recommend almost all the books uh, that Seth Gordon has written. Uh, he's the marketing guru, but All Marketers Are Liars is probably the best work. Uh, it again, deep dives into stories, right? He yeah. makes a point. Uh, he says that, you know, people normally don't buy products. They buy stories, right? So whenever you purchase a product, you have a certain perception about the product. There's a story that that uh, that has been... Uh, built around that product and you invest in that story you invest uh, in how that product makes you feel rather than you know just the uh, physical attributes of the product so yeah. all marketers yeah. are liars is a brilliant book by Seth Gordon and if you uh, if you would really like to get into marketing then you can probably uh, you know start with all the Seth Gordon books uh, but it's got a lot start, yeah like 18 or something sorry He's got like 17 or 18 books. Is yeah, I, I guess he has 19. Uh, right? Oh, there so, you go. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so you can start with All Marketers Are Liars. It's a quick read. And I feel it'll really resonate with your audience who are really into storytelling. Okay, maybe it's something I can read myself and yeah. use as an affiliate promotion. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to finish off this. Are you, so yeah. we've got side hustle. So you, with, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So just to wrap up the three books, uh, Side yeah. Hustle, we've got Made to Stick and All Marketers Are Liars. I'm going to leave these in description. Um, and sure. Sandeep, did you have something else to say there? But otherwise, I would love if you can, know, you know, but yes, so I, so I, so I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm a voracious reader, right? So I mm-hmm. like reading books, business books, fiction, whatever. So I have a bigger list on my blog. Uh, you can, I can share the link with you and you can probably share it in your description. Absolutely. If you'd like. So uh, I have a list of 79 best books for entrepreneurs. So all the books that I've read over the last three or four years, these are my recommendations. And if, uh, your uh, uh, and if you are if you are like if you would really like to uh, read good business books, then uh, if uh, these three recommendations are not enough for your listeners, then you can check out this bigger list on my blog. Absolutely. So I'm going to leave yeah. Sandeep's blog um, recommendations. Everything that we've written here is going to be in the show notes. Um, and awesome. Sandeep, I would love it if you could, uh, you know, where can my audience find you? Um, the name of your podcast as well. And I know it's the marketing yeah. mantra, but, um, <laughs> and, you know, um, just a bit of a plug about, you know, that who you are, what your services are, um, if they want to reach out yeah. to you. Sure. So, um, uh, we have mainly touched about, uh, sorry, we have mainly touched upon uh, the marketing blog, um, you know, my marketing blog, which is 99signals.com. Uh, you can always go there. And if you'd like to learn uh, more about SEO, more about content marketing, social media marketing, it's all in there. So uh, it contains a lot of uh, in-depth articles on marketing. So if you'd mm-hmm. like to, uh, you know, deep dive into online marketing, that that can be your go-to resource. Um, you can also visit my agency website, which is startupcafedigital.com. So if you are an early stage entrepreneur, or uh, if you'd like help with uh, online marketing, we are there for you. You can visit startupcafedigital.com. And like, Jules said uh, you also have my podcast to tune into which is marketing mantra I've had several guests uh, on my show uh, uh, Jules uh, was one of the guests and that particular episode will be published very soon so you can you can start listening to that and 
probably listen to the other episodes as well. Awesome stuff. Sandeep, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. It was really, uh, I was really super excited to talk about affiliate marketing today. And uh, yeah, I, I hope we, uh, I hope I was able to share uh, useful information with the audience. You did. And it was really good. Thank you.